Welcome to the Dear Romance Podcast, where we're going to be chatting through all things weddings and planning and organizing your dream wedding day. My name is Amy and my aim and mission is to create a stress-free guide for you to plan your dream day so you can experience the fun, joy and excitement of wedding planning. I promise you, wedding planning is super fun and enjoyable, but I know it can get stressful really fast. I'm here to help you avoid the overwhelm and the stress. Thank you so much for having me in your ears. I'm so grateful that you're here. It's going to be so much fun, so let's dive in. Hi guys, in my rush to record this um, while it wasn't raining, I recorded it with my microphone scratching a little bit on my clothes, which is really annoying because I'm just using headphones and the obviously the mic that comes with that. Um, so if there is a little bit of scratching on here and it's annoying you, I'm really sorry. I don't have time to re-record it. Um, I've tried to edit it as best as possible. I don't really know how. Um, but yeah, sorry about that. Next week's recording will be 10 times better. I promise. Bye. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Dear Romance podcast. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to record this episode because the rain here in New Zealand at the moment is just batshit crazy. And the rain, the sound of the rain on the roof and how torrential it is and how heavy it is has not lent well to recording this podcast. I've recorded or tried to record a couple of times and I just can't edit out the sound. Um, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to make it better. I don't have a microphone. I'm just using headphones. Um, and yeah, it just wasn't working. So this is my like sole opportunity to do it. There's no rain. I need to do this as fast as possible so that I can get this out on time. So here we go. Today's topic is all about wedding parties. One of the first big decisions you're going to make in your wedding planning that isn't about choosing a vendor or booking vendors will be picking your wedding party. For some, this is going to be a really easy job and a no-brainer, but some of you may already decided who your chosen wedding party members, bridesmaids, groomsmen, etc. are going to be before you're even engaged. However, others may really struggle with this task. You're worried about numbers, hurting feelings, what you actually want to get out of the people in your wedding party. I'm talking planning duties, hens do, stag do, bridal showers, if that's something you're considering. Uh, There's also religious or cultural traditions you may have to consider as well. At the end of the day, though, it's completely up to you and your partner to decide who you want in your wedding party. Odd numbers, mixed gender party, no wedding party, or even to include your pets. It always comes back to it's your wedding, your day, your rules. In today's episode, I'm going to cover all the things you need to know about wedding parties, how to choose them if you're struggling, things to think about, what does and doesn't matter about wedding parties. You know, I am all about throwing tradition out the window. Obviously, if that suits you, you can basically do what you want. I'm also going to dive into the different people you can have as part of your wedding party and a few things that could help you, a few things that they could help you with, sorry, throughout your wedding planning journey. You totally don't have to have a wedding party at all if you don't want to either. Obviously, it's going to be a group of your closest friends that you want to include in the planning and then the lead up to your wedding day. But depending on the vibe and the size of your wedding that you're going for, this could already be happening. You know, your closest friends are already attending. But it's also a great way to show your nearest and dearest what they mean to you while also letting them support you at this time where you navigate everything to do with planning your dream wedding day. So let's start with a few tips on how to make the process easier. You obviously don't want to offend or disappoint anyone by leaving them out. But also the decision is completely yours to pick who you want. A few things to think about would be how big or small you want the group to be. The number is obviously completely up to you and can be either numbered or not. Again, up to you. But this is going to help you choose the number of people that you're going to ask. 
Um, you need to think about who you can't imagine your wedding day without. Those best friends or family members that you love and you would love to have stand by your by your side when you say, I do. Have a think about the people that you see in your life, still in your life in 10, 20, 30 years time. The ones who may have been there for that long already and who have been through the hard times with you and you want to include in this amazing good time as well. A wedding party would generally consist of your best friends, siblings, and then either a few close family members or close friends in addition to that. Have you never been to a wedding or you don't know what the deal is with wedding parties? Let's start by going through like the usual wedding party roles. So quick disclaimer, the following titles that I'm going to use and say, bridesmaid, groomsman, etc., are those that are most commonly used. But that doesn't mean they're right. Obviously, your best man could be a best woman. Your maid of honor could be a man of honor. Gender doesn't mean anything in these circumstances, but I'm just using the titles that they're commonly referred to. Uh, First up, you've got a maid of honor and a best man. Generally, the best friends or your brother or your sister of the couple, these are your maid of honor and your best man, and they're responsible for helping with the planning over the months leading up to your wedding and the hens do and stag do. Other duties that they could help with would be helping with choose the wedding party attire, dresses, suits, etc., as well as helping with the couple's attire. So coming to your bridal dress fittings, your bridal dress shop appointments, um, going to get the um, suits fitted with the groom, etc., etc., Uh, Typically, the best man would also hold the rings on the day and hand them over during the ceremony. If you're having speeches, both of these people would generally be giving speeches during your reception. Next up, bridesmaids and groomsmen. These are usually close friends or relatives of the couple. They help with the wedding planning as well if needed and also generally help the maid of honor or the best man with the organization of the hens do and the stag do, etc. Bridesmaids will typically walk down the aisle to the ceremony ahead of the bride while the groomsmen are standing at the front of the altar with the groom and the celebrant before the bride walks in. Uh, If you don't have any ushers, sometimes groomsmen are there at the wedding to, at the entrance of the ceremony venue or the wedding venue, sorry, to greet guests and direct them to empty seats or direct them to where they sit when they arrive. Flower girls, page boys, and ring bearers are usually chosen if they're going to be kids at the wedding and you want to involve them in the ceremony. This could either be your own child or children or your nieces or your nephews. Uh, That's not to say, though, you can't use um, grandparents, your pets. I've seen flower men, um, like best friends that you haven't included in the wedding, etc. Or you have to do a search alternate flower girls, etc. on TikTok or something. And there will be a raft of ideas if you're looking to step outside of the box. A flower girl is obviously named as she would generally drop petals down the aisle as she walks. But if you know kids... I have seen these flower girl plans not go to plan, not come to fruition a lot. Um, So basically, depending on the child and the plan that you have, anything could happen. Um, Page boys are the same. They're just a boy and without the rings, I mean, sorry, without the flowers and a ring bearer would most usually carry the rings like on a pillow or something down the aisle. Uh, If having any of these people or kids in your wedding planning isn't your jam, cool. No worries, just cut them, cross them off your checklist right now. Uh, Other members of a wedding party that could be referred to in articles or online or things like that would be parents of each of your, each of you, each of the couple. Uh, Parents of the bride will generally walk her down the aisle, either both mum and dad or mum and mum or just dad or both dads or just mum or neither with step parents. Basically, it's completely up to you. Um, And they are also involved with helping plan the wedding and with other things in the lead up too. 
They could also give speeches at the reception and you may like to include a father-daughter dance during your wedding reception after speeches are finished and you're just about to kickstart the dance floor. Side note, just really quickly, um, when I was writing this, I had to include this in and it just made me think when I was thinking about the father-daughter dance. Uh, One of my most favorite types of wedding photos is when the parents see the bride for the first time when she's put on her dress. They make gorgeous, gorgeous photos. And honestly, I tear up every time I see a picture like this because they're just so full of emotion. So if you have the chance to capture something like this, definitely include it in your, or ask your photographer to try and catch something like that. Uh, The parents of the groom may not have as much to do with the wedding planning as the parents of the bride, but that doesn't make them any less important. Depending on relationships, they can also have a hand in the wedding planning with financial contributions as well. And if you're having a father-daughter dance, you may also want to consider a mother-son dance at the same time for your partner. If you have other close friends or siblings that you would like to include on your wedding day, but you don't have room in amongst other people you have chosen as bridesmaids and groomsmen, you could either ask them to do a reading during the ceremony, you could ask one of them to be the MC, or you could ask if they'd like to be an usher and help, gre- help greet guests and show them to their seats for the ceremony. For those chosen few who do make the cut for your wedding party, it's a really good idea to ask them fairly early on in your planning, uh, especially if your wedding is less than 12 months away. This is going to give them the time to get organized themselves and consider if playing a bigger role in your wedding is feasible with them at the current time in their life. It's a really good idea to also let them know after you've chosen the wedding date and the venue so you can fill them in on the same on all these details at the same time, especially if there are travel if there is travel involved. For them. Also something to consider is the size of your wedding and guest list as a whole. Having 16 people in your wedding party works for say if your guest list was like 120 plus guests but if you're looking at a really small wedding with under 50 people and you've got 16 of them of those guests in the wedding party it's going to look and it's going to probably feel a bit off balance so that's just another point to consider or something to consider. Whatever size party you are going to have though it's a great idea to make sure you ask everyone that you want to be involved at the same time so there's no like gossip or like whispers especially if they're if all the same people if the people all um socialize in the same circles uh one question i've heard previously from couples is do i have to ask someone who has asked me so basically if you've been a bridesmaid or a groomsman in someone else's wedding like do you have to have that person in your wedding party as well short answer is no you definitely don't you may have been a bridesmaid for someone you're not really close to anymore and so to you it wouldn't feel right to ask them for that reason only to reciprocate especially if you might not even be inviting them to the wedding as you have grown apart in the two three five years since their wedding day a great question to ask yourself in this situation would be am I going to be this close to this person in five years time so this is considering other people there is possibly going to be some guilt involved in choosing some people over others too but that is completely normal and completely understandable it's just how you treat the situation that's most important as long as you treat it with honesty compassion and love and you talk to those affected directly by explaining your decision or your reasoning they are sure to understand Uh, you can explain it was a tough decision and there are other people that had to be left out as well and just yeah as long as you're honest and take care to to be honest and compassionate and talk to them with love, then they're going to be understanding. And same goes if you're in the boat on the other side. 
like if you have to say no to someone that has asked you to be in their wedding party, uh, if you're just upfront and honest about it, then I think all parties involved are going to be understanding. I've had to do it before. I, um, one of my best friends was getting married. Uh, she got married a couple of years ago and I was asked to be a bridesmaid and I was excited and it was so amazing. And, you know, we booked all our flights and everything. And then I got pregnant and Blake, my little girl, she was due 11 days before this wedding. And we lived in Perth and the wedding was in New Zealand. So I had to make the really tough decision because as much as I wanted to, to be there and to support her and, and, you know, she's one of my best friends, I had to say no because one, my family came first. Two, we had no idea what the birth was going to be like and whether we would even be able to make that flight to go to the wedding to make the wedding because um, if something had happened with uh, the birth or I'd gone, I, I'd gone over, like my dates had been mucked up and, and I had been overdue, then there was no way in hell that I was going to make the wedding. So honesty and compassion and love is the biggest three things you have to remember in situations like that. Side note, I did make that wedding. Blake was born early and yeah, she was three weeks old at that wedding day. It really sucks letting people down, but you shouldn't feel obligated to include someone in your wedding day. If you want to incorporate other people or those people in your day, but not in the wedding party, you can find them a job, another job, like I previously mentioned. Like I said, plenty of opportunities for this with the ceremony reading. They could be the MC or they could help usher moving usher and move guests from place to place. You also really need to make sure your expectations, your expectations are set early. You've set your expectations early and you're upfront about your, what you want them to do for you as part of their wedding party duties. They may not be in a position to take part in the wedding in the wedding at the time. Uh, letting them know this early on helps with their planning as well. Circumstances in their life may mean they can't afford it. They have to travel and they can't travel. They might be pregnant, having a baby. They might have a newborn and no family support to help them take care of that baby or, or something like that. So I think if you know a friend that's going to be in that situation and that, that you're going to ask, maybe having either financial difficulties or they're going to have difficulties with babysitting or et cetera, et cetera. It might be a good idea to talk over with them first before you officially ask them to be in your wedding. Like uh, let them know you'd really love to have them as part of your day, but that it's ultimately their decision. And if their life circumstances don't lend to coming to your wedding or to be able to um, be a part of your wedding, you know, it's, it can get quite expensive being in a bridal party, wedding party. Um, you have extra added costs depending on what the, what you guys as a couple take on, uh, whether you pay for shoes and accessories and dresses, etc., like that. Um, so there is obviously always an added cost. So again, if they're not financially are financially unable to contribute extra, then uh, that's their decision, and and you should be uh, understanding and letting them make that decision in terms of being in your wedding day. Um, again, there are other cheaper ways to have them involved in your wedding day without them being a part of the official wedding party. It doesn't cost any more money to do a reading or be the MC, apart from time, obviously. Um, but there's no financial costs involved with that. Getting a no from someone may be an unexpected, un unexpected outcome for you and you may not anticipate it, but it does pay to be prepared and know that that could be a, something that happens to you uh, depending on who you're asking. So moral of the story is, in general, about picking your wedding party, surround yourself with the people you most enjoy being around. You're going to be spending a lot of time with these people in the lead up to your day, so make sure you choose those whose company you enjoy. That way, when you're hanging out, taking care of all the planning details, planning the actual wedding, planning the hens do, helping with 
things like that, it's still going to be a fun time and you're going to enjoy drinking wine with them while you're planning and not feeling stressed. Basically, pick who you want and how many people you want. It's your day. You can choose whatever you want. You can choose whoever you want to stand by your side or you can do it alone. No wedding party at all. The choice is yours. If this has helped you narrow down your choices or make a decision for your wedding party, I'd really love if you could share this episode and tag me on your socials. There's one more week left of recording from New Zealand, and then I'm back in Perth, lining up all the podcast guests for you so you can hear all the best wedding advice straight from the mouths of vendors who deal with weddings and planning every single day. There's a bloody great studio back in Perth, so the sound is going to be even better. I've got a microphone ordered, so the sound's going to be even better from my home recordings. And there's just a lot of juicy, juicy goodness coming up. I'll catch you next week. See you later. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Dear Romance podcast. If you love this episode, hit subscribe so you know when our next episode drops. Or let's connect over on Insta. You'll find me at at underscore Dear Romance. Don't forget to screenshot this episode and tag me in it. If you do have any wedding planning questions you'd love answered, send them through to me on Insta or click the link in the show notes below. Or join my Facebook group. You can ask your questions in there and we'll chat through all things weddings and planning after new episodes drop each week. Search for the Dear Romance Weddings group on Facebook now. The link is also below in the show notes. I'm so excited to have you here and be in your ears to help you plan the wedding of your dreams without the stress and overwhelm. I can't wait to chat with you really soon. See you next time.